Hey, real quick, Eric from Tap That AZ. Go to patreon.com forward slash tap that AZ. Join the Patreon team and you get to binge listen to all seven episodes of this Cicerone series. Also, free shirts, swag bags, stickers, cool stuff, early access to episodes. Go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash tap that AZ. Make sure you guys check out Inkle Dew. These guys are awesome. Buy their coffee. It's awesome. You're awesome. Bye. Welcome to Tap That AZ. I am not your normal host. The sultry voice of Eric is going to be replaced by uh, mine. Uh, I'm Brandon from Inkledo. We teamed up with the Tap That AZ crew to embark on a journey to get our Cicerone certification, our beer server certification. Uh, we approached Eric a while back about it. He was super excited. Uh, he reached out to a lot of his friends out there in the community, and they said, yeah, come on in. And they taught us a bunch of really awesome stuff. And this is going to be a mini-series of us sharing what we learned and our interactions with those brewers and the community in general to gain that certification at the end of the process. It was a long process, but it was well worth it. And this is the very first episode. And in this episode, it is the introduction. It's the introduction to Cicerone, what it is, what it means, why it's important, why we should care about it, why you as a consumer of beer should care about it, or as a server, as a brewer, as a shop owner, all of those people should care about it. We sit down with Crescent Crown, who we are very thankful has sponsored this miniseries, and break down what it means and why they care so much about being a certified beer server. All right, so we are in the beautiful back room area. Well, not the back back room. Maybe that's too much information. We're at help. Because there's the legendary back back room that Brian probably doesn't want me to talk about. But anyways, uh, we are here. I've got... <laughs> I feel like that's a secret. Yeah, seriously. I'm getting all kinds of new information. Can we check that out later? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do that. That's what episode eight of this uh, series is going to be all about. There we go. The Helton back room. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so I, I've got some people with me. We're going to do... This is the first episode of the uh, the certified beer server uh, miniseries that we're going to do. So I got, a, I got a guest host with me right here. This gentleman here. Yep. Uh, this is AJ from Inkledo back on uh, with Tap That AZ again. Thanks for having me back on, Eric. Absolutely, man. I, I was—I don't know if this was a good decision, but we'll find out. Only yeah. one way to know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And these two gentlemen, so stoked you guys are here hanging out with us. So do you want to introduce yourself Thank you. First? Appreciate it. Yeah, my name is Doug Tansley. I'm a certified Cicerone with uh, Crescent Crown Distributing. Excellent. Yeah, sir. Thanks, Eric. Very glad to be here. My name is Matt Louie. I'm a certified beer server also with Crescent Crown Distributing. Yeah. Excellent, excellent, guys. This is this is this is so great. It was, we're really excited to do this whole mini series, but to have you guys involved with it, we really appreciate that. So, no problem. Uh, whatever we can fun. do to help elevate beer in the community, we're all about. So, you know, the, just whatever can make beer better in Phoenix and, and for everyone, and help everyone understand uh, beer and, and just foster the culture a little bit. We're in. Awesome, awesome. So, well, we're going to talk about because all of us, except for for Liz here. High class Liz, who's already a certified Cicerone, level one, level two. Is it? I'm working on two. Working on two. Working on two. Overachiever. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing this certified beer server. So AJ, myself, Brandon, and Luke are all going to be doing the certified beer server. So you guys are going to be our Yoda. We're going to help with that, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, and we appreciate that. So, um, so you guys at Crescent, you guys have 
big value on on this this whole uh, Cicerone thing, right? So what is what exactly is Cicerone? Sure, absolutely. So we'll back up just a little bit. So the, the Cicerone program is, you know, the analogy I'd like to use because most people aren't familiar with Cicerone, but maybe are with its equivalent in the wine industry, which is a sommelier, right? So we all basically all understand sommelier is kind of a wine expert, right? So the Cicerone program is the exact same thing, except in the beer industry. It's created by a man named Ray Daniels probably 15, 20 years ago. And it's really the accepted industry standard in the beer community. And that's all the way up to the, you know, the largest organization in the country, which is the Brewers Association, which is the organization for all the independent brewers in the country, uh, which we're sitting here at Helton. They're a member of the Brewers Association, right? So it's widely universally accepted by everyone that works in the industry and the community as the platform for kind of beer knowledge, education, and your level of knowledge as well. So at Crescent Crown Distributing, us as a beer wholesaler here in Phoenix, or in Mesa technically, we started implementing the Cicerone program back in 2011 to all of our sales and marketing employees. So everyone in our company that works in either sales or marketing, there's probably about 150 people total, is at least a first level certified beer server. So as people come in, we constantly we train them and teach them to take this test and to pass this test. But the reason we do that is so you know we're, our people are talking from at least a, a little more educated standpoint, right? Our, our job is to really be a consultant to our customers and not just someone that's there you know, selling beer and ordering beer for them. You know, we're, like I mentioned earlier, we're all trying to elevate beer in Phoenix and make beer part of the culture here. You know, we would love to be a Portland or a Denver or a San Diego where beer is so prevalent in, in the culture. So that's what we're trying to do. So it's great for us because we can say, hey, we're, we're putting all of our people through this program because we take it that seriously. And that's how we feel about beer. Absolutely. It's not just a job. It's a passion for us. And it's, it's a passion and a hobby and something that we love. And we want to share that with the rest of the community. Oh wow, man! That was that was good. I like that. Seriously, <laughs> yes, yes. absolutely. Yes, yeah. I'm in, man. I'm I'm gonna go the full. Call it a day. Be, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and what did you? I don't know if you said this, but what was your role with Crescent? Sorry, I did not. No, again, Matt Louie. I'm the sales training manager at Crescent Crown. I've worked at Crescent Crown for 15 years. I've been in this role for about four years now. Yeah. So, uh, among other things, in that capacity, I do beer education for our entire sales and marketing department as well as put everyone through this certified beer server program. So I do that. Uh, we have a team of sales trainers. There's 11 of them. I'm their, I'm their supervisor. I work with them on, on coaching our sales professionals, on following our processes and getting better just day to day at kind of what they do and, nice. and becoming a true professional instead of just, you know, an, an amateur who's kind of coming yeah. in maybe <laughs> off the street, right? Yeah. And getting them to do that. Uh, those are uh, do the hiring for our sales department or at least spearhead it. Um, those are the primary functions. There's some smaller stuff there too, but I'll let Doug talk about for a moment what he does. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm in the national account department now as the um, category analyst. I went through the sales portion of it, uh, fell in love with beer, obviously, but I kind of study uh, where the puck is going with the beer world through Nielsen data, and what we do is... Um, go to the retailers and we want to be their their business partner and say hey you know this is the craft segment is is up this much and you should probably flex your space on your shelves in order to put a little bit more on there whether it be imports crafts you know premium beers we we look at all of it we study it and then we go to them and you know try to be our best foot forward of saying this is where it's at we want to be your partner so nice nice yeah, yeah. so this first level of, well, I don't think we got into it. So 
why is Cicerone such a valuable, uh, just just overall, the organization? Because the organization is Cicerone, right? Yes, is that, Okay, is. that's, yep. yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, and shame on me, I don't know where the name comes from or where, where Ray got it from. But obviously, the, the website, Cicerone.org, is, is a great resource. There's, you know, there's four different levels of Cicerone certification. Uh, there's syllabuses for each of the four different levels. There are resources for each of the four different levels, whether it's books, whether it's articles, whatever it might be. So it really, you know, it's a nonprofit organization, which I think is great. You know, Ray does it for just the same reasons that I alluded to earlier, right? Trying to, yeah, trying to raise the level of beer education and awareness in our country. Gotcha. Um, so there's a lot of great resources on there for you to be able to to try to take a test or, or figure out what you need to do and what you need to learn in order to be able to pass these varying levels of tests. Gotcha. And this is the first one. This is yeah. the foot in the door. This is yeah. The- certified beer server is the yep. first one. So real quick, there's four levels, right? There's certified beer server. That's one. Uh, the second level is what's called a certified Cicerone. Third level is advanced, and the fourth level is a master Cicerone. So to put it into context, the certified beer server, there's about you know four or five hundred thousand of those now in the thousand. country. Yeah, so quite a bit. Thousand, when yeah. we started doing this at Crescent Crown in 2011, you know we all went through it. Those of us that were there at the time, and I remember I was like number four thousand one hundred or something, right? So it was very small at that point. Now there's half a million people, but the the test that you take, the certified beer server test. It is, is a comprehensive kind of overview of beer and beer styles and storage and, and draft systems and how to really properly serve beer and, and help someone enjoy a beer at its highest potential, right? Okay. And so it's a 60-question it's a test. It's multiple choice and true-false. You do it online. You have 30 minutes to do it. Which and is so, actually quick, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's 30 seconds of questions. So you yeah. don't have time to, you know, hem and haw too much. Right. you got to answer <laughs> you can't Google and move every on. single answer. Right. <laughs> oh, man, there uh, goes my plan. Yeah. <laughs> but that second level, the certified Cicerone, which Doug is, I'll, I'll let him talk about that in just a second. You know, there's only about 2,500 of those. So you go from half a million to 2,500. Obviously, it's exponentially more difficult, takes a lot more time, you know, whereas you can do a lot of reading, researching for this first level. And after a couple days, if you're reading the right material, probably be pretty well prepared for the test. Okay. That second level test probably takes six months, I would say, of preparation uh, to really be ready for it. And Doug, you want to elaborate on just kind of what the second level is? Yeah, so the second level, the the certified Cicerone level, is a little bit more in-depth. So when you're talking styles, rather than just knowing the beer style, you're going to break it down to the... Um, SRM, the IBUs, the alcohol content within there, um, knowing the history of it, parameters. Uh, what is SRM? SRM is going to be your uh, standard... Um, Standard reference method. Standard reference method. That's all right. Oh, man. That got me there. Sorry. Put me on the spot. That's your standard reference method, and that's going to be anywhere from like a straw color all the way uh, from like a Pilsner all the way to a stout. It goes from from 1 to 40. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry. (laughs) No, no. You're fine. So. Son uh, of a bitch. (laughs) You're breaking it down. There's lots of acronyms in here, so sometimes we forget what they are. So, but uh, you got you have your certification though, so you I you, do. you know your stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, and the most important tool in studying for this is is actually drinking the beer, the beer. in your yes. hand. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> when I told it's my tough. wife that I was going to be studying for the certified exam, and she came home and saw a book in one hand and a beer in the other, she didn't have very much sympathy <laughs> for doing my studies. So, yeah. but that sounds like the best class ever, though. Like, <laughs> 
AJ's a teacher. Like you, I, I am, yeah. yeah but he they they won't student. let me teach the junior high kids that way. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> so like, I can't even prepare for my classes that way. They're really strict. It's frowned know. upon? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no. They, See, they got really the... mad when I had the open bottle in my classroom. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> and that's exactly why we work in beer, right? Because right. we can do things like this, <laughs> yes. and it's not frowned upon. It's yes, work. It is, it is, is kosher a... yeah. in our world. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, so we're, 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 as a group, Sorry, Liz, ex- uh, with the exception of Liz. We're getting the certified well, beer server. Live, oh, okay, well. <laughs> Hang on. For the record, sorry, Liz. Since she's uh, levels above us. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to run us through real quick just kind of a, an overview. Because you, you, before we started recording, you helped us kind of determine, like, all right, what, what is really going to be on this exam? Like, what do we need to do to prepare ourselves, right? Sure. So you're going to give us a little overview as to what uh, what is... What's covered in this first one? Yes, absolutely. So, again, back to the, the point of the first level is certified beer server. So that's what you kind of have to remind yourself, beer server. So it's really geared towards someone who is working in a bar or restaurant and then giving them a basic knowledge and understanding of beer so that they can use that knowledge to share with that end consumer who's sitting across the bar from them or who they're waiting on at a table and give them advice and talk to them from an educated point of view on beer and give them beer suggestions and why they should maybe drink this or drink that and, and what goes into that particular beer. Or if you, if you like this particular flavor profile, here's a couple beers I have that are like that that you might like, right? So there's, there's probably four, I guess, key pieces. Um, the first one is keeping and serving beer. Uh, some of the stuff is, is very basic. It starts with the, the three-tier system and how alcohol is legally purchased from a brewery to a wholesaler to uh, the end um, retailer, right? Whether that's an Applebee's or Circle K or Fry's, right? That's the three-tier system there. Gotcha. Uh, serving alcohol and just recognizing the effects of alcohol. Again, this is beer server. So the same type of a class that, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, bartenders, servers have to take, you know, when it comes to alcohol awareness and how to tell if someone's inebriated or intoxicated or not. Beer storage, you know, storing beer, whether it's refrigerated or whether it's not refrigerated, storing kegs in the cooler. Uh, the difference between why a can is a superior vessel versus a bottle, right, because it keeps all the light out and not some of it or most of it. Why brown bottles are better than clear bottles uh, and, and things like that. Uh, draft systems, obviously draft is, is huge because that's beer in its most pristine state. A lot of times that's unpasteurized. It's refrigerated the whole time. So it's beer just as the brewer intended. So there's a lot that can go wrong in a draft system, and we'll get into it a little bit more in, in just a little bit. But there's a lot that can go wrong with that, so making sure that you understand different components of a draft system, how often it needs to be cleaned, uh, things of that nature. Beer glassware, you know, you wouldn't, you don't drink wine straight out of a bottle, do you? Well, I mean, well, I mean let's yeah. not judge. Uh, yeah, there's one time I didn't have a cork. I just uh, broke the bottle on like a step. And there you that go. Was, that was a bad night. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe some of the people in this room drink wine straight out of the bottle. I know I'm not supposed to. Right. Yeah. It could be a form of glass. Yeah. 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 But if, you, yeah. if you go to a restaurant, you're probably getting served in a glass. And beer's the same way. You, you enjoy beer out of a glass. If you're drinking beer straight out of a bottle, I, that's okay. But you're not going to get the aroma that you would pouring out of a glass. You know, that little hole at the top of a bottle is not going to impart all the aromatic flavors and aromas that you're supposed to be able to pick up. Now, if you have it in a larger glass with a larger surface head, you're going to be able to pick up a lot more of those aromas. Because that's um, a huge part, part, part of taste yeah, as well, right? Absolutely. That aroma. Like you don't, exactly. And you don't notice that as it's happening, but... Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. You know, it's 70%, I think, 70% of, you know, what you taste is what you're smelling. Yeah. Right? So what same you're reason, smelling is what you're tasting. Same reason parents tell their kids, like, plug their nose when they're eating something they don't like. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. there is that huge impact. Absolutely. And also the, the size of it has, has an issue is, or plays a role in there as well. Because if you have something like a double IPA or an imperial stout, you're not going to be wanting to pour full 16-ounce pours with that. So it is also a way of giving the proper vessel of the amount to your consumer as well. Yeah. Interesting. AJ's really excited about that section, aren't you? The glassware? I am, because I've got all these different beer glasses, and I have no idea which style goes with each of them. So Perfect. I'm sure I've been you got to bring them in for that episode. Yeah. So absolutely, we can tell you about each one, and you know, even better, pour the, the proper beer in each one and Fill enjoy it and as see it's the difference. Supposed absolutely. to be intended, All right? Yeah. Yep. Um, Anything that requires me sampling more and more, I'm completely okay <laughs> with. AJ is on board with that. More <laughs> yeah. sampling the better. Uh, and then finally, serving bottled beer and serving draft beer. How to how to pour properly. You know, if you, you go to your average sports bar, you, you might see the, some of the, the old cantankerous folks sitting at the bar that don't like a head on a beer and think that's, you know, oh, my beer's foamy, right? And they don't realize you're supposed to have an inch of head on a beer. If you don't, then you're not. That's where all that aroma comes from, right? And so you're not going to enjoy a beer like you should if you have no head on it, right? Yeah. So yeah. serving a beer properly so you have the right amount of foam, not too much, not too little, uh, same thing with the bottle, right? Especially if there's a uh, maybe an unfiltered Hefeweizen that might have some yeast sediment at the bottom. How to properly pour that and, and come away with that. Uh, so that's keeping serving beer. The second component is beer styles, which is just a rabbit hole. We could, which will be a couple other episodes. But quick overview: just the difference between wheats and IPAs and ales and lagers and. Um, Trappist and Abbey beers, uh, Belgians, Lambics, Sours, you know, just all those different mini styles of beer and having a basic understanding of the different flavor profiles, what the ABV should be, right, the alcohol by volume. Uh, some maybe some of what Doug alluded to earlier with the SRM. There's a little of that in there. Knowing the color, <laughs> the standard <laughs> reference <laughs> method. Yeah, that had a little smirk when he said it. You could hear my voice, my smile. Catch me off there, guard, right? right. <laughs> On some of the just the history and characteristics of, of certain styles, you know, uh, how IPA was was originally created. Right. If you don't know that story, that's a story there. Um, you know, general regions where beer is from. If you have a if you have a Kolsch beer that originated in Cologne, Germany, or if you have an Alt Amber that originated in Dusseldorf, right? And so, just some of the fun like stories behind the history of where yeah. beer comes from and, and how it originated. Uh, that is definitely the biggest portion of the test. That's okay. probably half the test. Styles, being able to differentiate between the different styles, and what makes one style different versus another, and probably another. The, one of the funnest portions so. of it as yeah. well. You get to learn the history of what's going on with beer, and everyone loves a story, right? Yeah. They want to drink the story. They don't want to just, why should I drink this? Well, it's good. Yeah. Well, what makes it good? Right. Well, so. and also being able to move past that description of the beer, like knowing what the styles are supposed to be and those kinds of things so that you're not just giving advice like, you should drink this because I really like it. This is my yeah, favorite. but I don't you know you. Why it. would I listen to you? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think the stories behind them as well. I think that, that that's really cool. Like when you hear a story, which I, I've been really getting into, like the more of the wild ales, um, you know, more sour ales. So like the lambic, I'm interested to jump into like what is it like? How did that come about? And, like what's the story behind that? Right. You know, so getting those history lessons with these, I think, 
uh, yeah, it makes it really fun. Sure. Yeah. Or if you like lambics, do you like goose? Have you had a goose before? I don't know if I. I don't know if okay. I ever have. And that's yeah. a yeah, like a goose is a blend of a one, two, and three year old lambic. So oh, people would be gotcha. like, oh, how do I make a goose? Well, you can't really make a goose. You have to have a three different lambics that you blend together, right? Yeah. And that's what <laughs> right. makes a goose. Yeah. So just so many, yeah, so many different intricacies that you could talk about and, and for a long time right there. So we're going to probably break that into two episodes. We figured that yeah. would yeah, probably be best. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can just go down the rabbit hole with that. Yeah. Because honestly, I don't think that I don't think I can afford the Uber ride if I had all <laughs> styles on the same day. Because you have right. to taste them. Like it's, you know, it's, of course it's an you experimental yeah. you know, you have to experience that's it. That's your job doing. as a certified beer server. That's right. To be able to that's taste right. and discuss and discuss. People right. have got to be able to trust your expertise on That's this. That's right. I yeah. read about this beer in a book. Is not going to get the job right. done. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Yep. Exactly. You want to put liquid the lips for that for sure. Liquid the lips. Hashtag for this episode. <laughs> there we go. The lips, I like yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> Always good advice. Liquid the lips. Right. Just rolls right off the tongue too. Uh, so okay, back to the components here. The third component would be beer flavor and evaluation, and that's. That's finding different tastes and flavors, off flavors. If, if you've got, you know, if your beer's been infected maybe from a draft line with a certain bacteria, what does that taste like? Um, you know, if you have brown or black flecks in your beer, you know, that's probably uh, an, <laughs> a, a mistake there. So what caused that? Where's that? You know, beer is, that's Goldschlager, right? Not beer. So you're not supposed, you're not supposed to have flakes in your beer. Um, identifying normal flavors of beer and, and their source, off-flavor knowledge. So being able to pick up, um, you know, like diacetyl and, and some of the other off-flavors that you can get in a beer. So if, you, if you're drinking a draft beer and it tastes like movie theater buttery popcorn, uh, what Damn what is oh, what oh, is geez. what is that? Right, that happened to me once at a bar in Wisconsin. Did it? Oh, oh. It was so disgusting. Yeah, Tammy's um, reminiscent back in the yeah. days of uh-huh. drinking, She's had drinking that popcorn. Experience, beer. Really, right. So, well, just to clarify though, it's not so with the way with the the nature of what the test is. You're just really understanding the information behind that because it's not until the level two. Um, or the Cicerone, actual Cicerone above certified beer server when you actually yeah, evaluate. Two. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So uh, once you get into like the certified level um, doing that testing, there's no more um, like multiple choice. You're going to be doing fill in the blank, answer, um, short answer Actually questions, style. essays, and you're actually going to be doing tasting as well. So gotcha. you're going to be have to have to have the palate as well as the history on yeah. there. Yep. You're not doing tasting on this first level, but you're understanding, hey, there's different parts of the tongue that taste sweet, salty, unami, you know, which is a fatty, savory flavor. Right? And I'm sure Tamara is going to be the one that's going to elaborate yep, a lot yep. on all that, you know, when you get down the line. Um, you know, we have a thing in beer called AATMF, which is appearance, aroma, taste, mouthfeel, finish. So that's how we break down the different flavors and profiles in a beer and what it tastes like when you hold it on your tongue or what it tastes like after you swallow. Cause, you know, the aftertaste is going to be different than it is kind of on the front of your tongue. Um, I, you know, identifying flavors and their sources, you know, if a flavor comes from malt or it comes from hops or it comes from yeast so if you have a bready biscuity toasty roasty chocolatey flavor well that comes from malt right if you've got you know piney resiny citrusy tropical that comes from hops and for yeast you get uh, you know those those phenolic maybe banana esters and a a hefeweizen that's coming from the yeast right not necessarily the malt or hops so not actually tasting any of that but just knowing that that's where those flavors come from so a lot of the kind of theoretical knowledge like if i were to encounter this this is probably what that means rather than being able to identify it on the spot correct okay correct if someone was drinking a hefeweizen at the bar and they say wow this tastes like bananas 
ah, you're okay. tasting that from the yeast. Yep. So. So when someone complains about this, like this half tastes like bananas, awesome, cool, yeah. thank you. It's supposed that's, to. That's <laughs> actually true to style, right <laughs> yes. there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, beer ingredients and brewing process, right? Yeah. So you know the ingredients. I even just it kind of morphs into that last section I just talked about because you're talking about grains, hops, yeast, water. Knowing that water makes up ninety percent of beer. So you know a couple really surface level basic things. There's four main ingredients of beer, right? That's water, malt, hops, yeast. Yeah. Um, anything that's not that is called an adjunct, right? Like corn or rice or, or whatever might be, you, whatever else might be used in the brewing process. Um, some of the different characteristics of hops, you know, maybe the difference between an English hop, which is a little more dry and earthy than a Pacific Northwest hop, you know, for your normal West Coast IPAs. Okay. Uh, and then just your basic, you know, kind of ale yeast versus lager yeast, right? Ales are top fermenting. Uh, lagers are bottom fermenting. So what's the difference between that, right? A, a lager is, is usually cream, clean, crisp, uh, pretty refined, a narrow flavor profile, whereas an ale has a massive spectrum of, of flavor profile from maybe fruity to super hoppy and, and everything in between. So just knowing the different types of yeast, they ferment at different temperatures, uh, that type of stuff. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're not digging into, we're not brewing beer for... We are not brewing beer, no, no. But we just know that ales are top fermenting and lagers are bottom fermenting. That's that's probably good. Yeah, And then finally, um, we've got Luke's favorite, pairing beer with food. AJ's shaking his head like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, yeah, me too. I mean... they should enhance each other, so knowing how to make that happen. Yeah, so f- for the first level, it's funny because they have that on the syllabus, but there's really no questions about it on the test. It's You're just expected to know that beer and food can pair well together if done properly and that you just have that understanding. Yeah. The first level test does not really get into you know, why an IPA would pair well with a spicy food, right? Yeah. That's, that's much more the second level um, there's some great books out there on on the subject, and I know you've got a you've got an expert that you know. So I'm not gonna we're not gonna touch too much on that. We're that gonna get Tamara Stanger from right? Cotton and Copper yes. on. Right. She's awesome. excited. Yes. She's she's chomping at the bit right now. She uh-huh. almost spilled her beer on her phone because <laughs> of the popcorn beer comment. Diastole. But that's funny that it, that it is on there though, because in essence, the question on the on the exam could be does beer can beer pair well with food yes no yes correct nice job all right next question yeah (laughs) so so let me ask you this what can um what what can somebody do and what can we do to 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 make sure that we're properly prepared when we do take this exam and we're going to go through all these different sections with with different experts in, in the arizona beer community but what can we do each personally to so it's it honestly raised done a great job on the website of giving you all the tools and resources that you need to be able to pass the test. So A, go on, download the syllabus. The, the syllabus walks you through. And, you know, I, I put people through the certified beer server test about four different times a year. So I've seen it 20, 25 times in the last four years. Uh, and it, the syllabus is very comprehensive about okay. what you need to know. There's also great resources for books. You know, Tasting Beer by Randy Mosier is a great one. You don't might not have to read that for the first level, for the second level, for sure. It is a great read, though, if, yeah. you're, if you're into beer at all. Just going on to that, he does a great job breaking it down by chapter. Nice. Yeah. Very, um, very in-depth book, for right. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And, and there's even things within there that he'll bold throughout the book. Hey, this, this print's in bold. I better read this. And it will kind of grab your attention from there. You'll see that a lot on gotcha. the chest as you're going through. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Okay. 
So yeah, you, you utilize those resources that are on the website, and you're golden, honestly, especially for this first level, because um, he's, he's very straightforward with what you need to know, some of the okay. resources, and you do that, and you're good. Beautiful. So he also, you know, plug for him. So I'm going I'm to email Ray after this and see if I can get a little kickback. But <laughs> he, he does have lots of things that he sells also on the website, flashcard series, like style series. Probably most of it is for like the second and third level mm-hmm. of the test, um, but he has different flavor profiles, off flavor kits that you can. There's a lot of different things you can buy on there too to make you more well prepared. For the first level, there's nothing you really need to buy though. You can do okay. plenty of research on your own, talking to people, internet, mm-hmm. and, and be good with that. Yeah, excellent, yeah. excellent. Well, thank you again. Thank you guys for for joining us, and thanks to uh, Crescent Crown for for sponsoring this and, and helping us through this process. Hey, yeah, cheers. Absolutely. We're happy Appreciate to. It. And yeah, like like sure. I mentioned, whatever we can do to just help, you know, propagate the beer community and, and elevate beer uh, to get people away from, you know, kind of their, their standard misconceptions and preconceptions about beer and, and thinking that, oh, it's just, you know, I grew up, you know, drinking Pabst in a can because that's what my dad did or, or something. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with Pabst, good beer, and it's got its time and place. Grandpa was a hipster, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, exactly. He was before his yeah. time. He didn't realize how cool he was. It's come a long way from grandpa's yeah. beer, though. I know. You know it's, uh, yeah. it's changed a whole lot. It just, has, uh, yeah. just, yeah, getting people used to the, the breadth of beer and flavors and profiles that are out there and, and just especially trying to tell stories about the local beer community and i know eric your your podcast does a great job of that because there's so many great local brewers that have you know just their enthusiasm and passion for beer is what sparked all these breweries that we have in metro phoenix now and we're sitting in a great one right now so you know just getting people introduced to the arizona beer community we're all about it awesome well thanks again guys thank you thanks so much welcome Thank you for giving this first episode a listen. I hope you join in for the rest of the show, uh, rest of the mini-series. We have seven episodes total. Um, this was the introduction. We're going to hit into the, the five main topics after this one, and then we'll finish it off with a conclusion episode. But I hope you listen in. Uh, again, if you're already here at Tap That AZ, thank you very much. Please continue to like, share, follow. And if you don't mind, we would love to engage with you over at Inkledo as well. We love talking uh delicious beverages, and any other sort of meaningful conversation. So look us up. You can find us everywhere at I-N-K-L-E-D-E-U-X. And look forward to it. With that, we'll say adieu.